Thank you and welcome. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Western Ontario. And Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. Well, it seems that fall is in the air, and that means football. And football means tickets, and for some, that may mean a scam. Later in the program, Ashley Castleman, our communications manager, will join us to help you avoid being scammed when it comes to NFL tickets. And first, it has been a busy season for roofers. In addition to a booming housing market that sees them contracting building projects, the heavy rains and winds um, we have been experiencing this summer created some emergency situations. Wojtek Michalczyk of Himalaya Roofing and Renovations joins us this morning to lead us through steps we need to take if we suddenly discover we have a leak in the roof. Welcome to Ask BBB, Wojtek. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Jim, for having me. Before we get into the shingles and roofs uh, and nails of roof repair, let's talk a little bit about your company, uh, Himalaya Roofing and Renovations. Uh, when and how did you get started at this, Wojtek? Well, Jim, uh, you know, most of my career kind of worked in in the office world and, you know, really had a passion for construction. And I guess it started back in 2009 with my own roof when, uh, you know, it was time to replace it and uh, kind of got a couple quotes. Wasn't really pleased with the process of, of, of how they were presenting that to me. A lot of people seem uneducated. I was at the time. Um, watch a lot of DIY shows, you know, so you started kind of learning what questions to ask. Um, and uh, kind of met my wife then and her brother was a, a flat roofer for many years. Um, so we ended up doing our own roof um, and kind of got the bug for that and started talking about the industry. What can we do? What are some of the challenges? Um, and really try to develop ourselves to be stand above that and be one of the top roofers in uh, London and, and southwestern Ontario. How important was it for your company to become accredited with the Better Business Bureau? It, it was vital. I mean, if you're a small business owner and especially if you're in the construction trade, uh, partnering and being part of the BBB and as well as um Utilizing some of their marketing avenues is critical to our success and has been, and we've seen it grow uh, more and more. So people, in, in the sense, we don't sell ourselves. People trust the BBB, they go to the BBB, and they read the comments, and they want to make sure um, that they get a qualified roofer. So they're really other people are selling us. So with that sort of background, you totally understand where people out there are right now who are thinking about roofs, and, and uh, you'll be able to help with some of the questions that they may have Absolutely. in their mind, and you know that they're there. So we were talking earlier about emergency situations that occur as a result of a storm. We had a big windstorm back uh, early on in the season. So if you suddenly find a leak, is there a way to temporarily stop it until you get more permanent repair that can be done, or what What should you do? Well, first, obviously, we wouldn't recommend the homeowner trying to accomplish that themselves. I mean, um, it, you know, roofs nowadays are very steep, and especially after a rainstorm, things are slippery. So we don't encourage uh, people at all to to try to resolve that themselves, but uh, call a qualified roofer uh, that can come out and and patch that temporarily. When you talk about getting up on the roof, uh, safety is a big concern. So uh, the people that are going up there from your company are trained, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, uh, working on heights training uh, is vital. Wearing the proper harnesses. A roping off and tying off. So, um, you know, it, it really is it, is a high-risk industry and you want to make sure that you get people there uh, to repair that. Nothing, your roof is not worth, you know, getting hurt and, uh, you know, or worse. So. so is it always necessary to replace the entire roof if we have a leak? Uh, can you repair uh, just the area that's leaking or... I guess it depends on what the damage was. You know, if it was uh, just isolated from a tree or, or windstorm, um, it could usually be repaired if it's one spot, unless the whole roof envelope has been compromised. 
So when we have a heavy thunderstorm with huge high winds and hail, can there be significant damage to a roof without it actually producing uh, an immediate leak? Absolutely. I mean, shingles are layer, they're put on the roof and they have layers to them. So a windstorm could blow off the upper part, which is called a tab, I guess, um, that will come off the roof. Um, so really you may not see a leak from the first storm, uh, but it could be something that's compounded by multiple storms. So if you see anything out of the ordinary, it's, it's important to call. What about hail damage? Um, it, that too, right? You can get into uh, sort of hail pitting and stuff like that. So it's always be diligent after windstorms to kind of take a moment. I know we don't look at our roofs quite often. Get outside and survey and see if you can see anything. And if you suspect um, even the smallest leak, uh, you know, call call the experts to look. Well, at in it. fact, in 2010, when we had that hail storm, I didn't realize that my roof was damaged <laughs> until the neighbors uh, were having people in to look at it. And when they looked at my roof, it needed to be replaced. So if if we have storm damage, we need repair and replacement. It's uh, fairly obvious, but let's look at roof replacement overall. Is there a rule of thumb for replacement without waiting until leaks develop? Well, you know, Jim, I think you're saying until leaks develop. I mean, it's very critical that you, you know, just like your car, your tires are starting to bald. So a roof has a life cycle to it. Be diligent. Uh, when there is a leak, we always say it's kind of too late. You know, it becomes too <laughs> late. Uh, again, think of all the valuables you have in your in your home, be it from your kitchens, your family, and memento. So be diligent. I know we don't look at the roof. Uh, have a look. See if the, uh, there's some signs on the roof that it is degrading and be proactive about it. Okay. So what would some of those signs be? Um, um, so you see sometimes um, you see what's called curling. So the shingles will start curling from exposure. Usually the, the worst side of a home is the southwest side where the sun beats a lot on your home. Um, and, and as well as you start seeing granules, uh, excessive amount coming off um, in your in your downspout. So anything out of the ordinary, I know we don't look up too often, but be diligent, have a look at it. Uh, you know, even an annual quick expect inspection walk around is, is recommended. I was just going to say, is this something you do annually or do you wait? You've had the roof for five years or 10. Is there a cycle to the replacement? Sure. And all, I guess it all depends on, you know, if you recently bought a new home, um, again, you're starting off with that um, with a new roof. Or if you bought a used home, um, obviously be diligent with the inspection that what is the life cycle left on that roof. Um, but anywhere, you know, we see them. Uh, from the older shingles, they last from 10 to 20 years. And some of the newer ones, the materials out there, they're a lot longer. So be diligent. Do check it uh, once a year visually yourself. If you see anything obvious, is recommended. So you might want to have a, a little account that's your roofing account so you're ready when that comes. <laughs> well, I always say, you know, uh, roof, furnace, windows. I mean, those are that's really the, the order in your home because, uh, again, the roof covers all your precious things in your house. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Wojtek Michalczyk uh, of Himalaya Roofing and Renovations. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more on roof. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and president of uh, BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest is Wojtek Michalczyk of uh, Himalaya Roofing and Renovations. So uh, when we call for quotes for a roof replacement, what are some of the things we should see included in the quote? We know there are shingles, but what are some of the other basics that need to be included and quoted on? Well, first, Linda, I mean, if you are looking for a roof quote, I recommend you go to the BBB website, um, go into the roofer category and and have a look through the roofing companies and read through the comments and then really select uh, two or three um, roofers there that you like to come in, always make sure you have two or three quotes before proceeding. So 
Um, for us, it's important nowadays there are what's called laminate fiberglass shingles. Those are the longest duration shingles you can get. Uh, they last anywhere from 30 to 50 years versus what they had in the old days of, say, 10 and 20. Um, also make sure that they are coating with proper ice and water, which is a membrane that goes around your eaves, as well as a new synthetic underlayment. Again, it gives you another barrier for water protection. And make sure they're putting a metal drip edge around the perimeter of your home just to prevent ice and water uh, from coming in. So be diligent, making sure uh, you get all the pieces because, again, a lot of warranties are based on having the whole envelope covered and, and, and using using the proper material. And would all of those things be itemized in the quote, uh, Wojtek? Absolutely. With us, uh, we know customers are very well educated. They watch the, you know, Mike Holmes and all those shows. So we itemize mm-hmm. everything. We actually go a little step further. We provide a, a roof report, uh, again, that, that is is accurate in regards to using the construction industry. So we provide you a whole schematic of your, of your home to see the square footage, linear feet, to show you how we got our math when we go through line by line with you. And we want to educate. That's key when we're doing that. So making sure people are comparing apples to apples. What about the venting? That sometimes is, is part of the roofing. Venting is critical. You want to make sure you have the right amount of vents. Um, usually a house for every 300 square feet should have a vent, but every house is a little different. So uh, a house is like a set of lungs. It comes in through the soffit, the wind blows, and then uh, blows out all the air through the vents. So it's important that you have the proper ventilation. And some older homes might not have... Um the, the required number of vents, eh? Correct. And we'll, we'll always make sure we put on the proper amount as well as check the soffit um, under, uh, on the house as well to make sure it's not blocked and that airflow can get in. So mm-hmm. you want to have that vacuum. So there's a wide range of, of shingles. You mentioned the new laminates and so on, but what, what things besides color and budget should we consider when we're looking at a shingle for the roof? Definitely make sure um, when you're talking to, to any company quoting your roof that you're they're providing you with the laminate fiberglass shingles. Um, it not, it's not a brand new technology, but it's been around for uh, just over 20 years, but it's becoming the standard in the industry versus what a lot of customers have, what's called three-tab shingles. Those are the ones that I talked about curling. So make sure you have the heavy, uh, ask for the heavy fiberglass laminate shingle. Um, that's important when, when uh, looking for longevity. So there's been lots of advancements in many different products we use that make them more environmentally friendly uh, and at the same time more efficient and durable. Is this the same for roofing products? Um, The production um, process has gotten better. Obviously, it is an asphalt product, like a lot of things in our our lives from plastics to our, you know, rubber tires. Um, They did go that route in the 90s when they thought, let's make them thinner and put in soy, soy into the shingle, which will help it biodegrade in the landfill. But bad news for that was um, a lot of homeowners, um, and not everybody did this, a lot of homeowners found their roofs disintegrating in six or seven years. So the industry quickly reverted back to asphalt and thicker, heavier shingles. But again, they were driven by environmental factors, but as well as that, you know, it's made out of uh, um, asphalt, which is a byproduct of petroleum. So when there's a shortage, they thought this was an environmentally friendly way. Um, but they are, again, it's about disposing them properly. So they are lasting longer versus what um, people have. Instead of the 15 years, now they're lasting 35 to 40 years. And again, we recycle all those shingles through our partners, which get reinstituted back into uh, different products as well. So now the, you talked about some of the, the uh, laminates that are available now. What about steel uh, roofing? How um, efficient is that? And, and is it really the the last roof you'll ever put on? Sure. I mean, uh, again, a lot of people, uh, steel is a great product, um, as well as there are many 
even rubberized shingles. So there's, there's a whole, I guess you say, plethora of, of shingles available and different packages. When you live in severe high wind areas, for example, a cottage on a lake, I mean, as steel is recommended. Some people love the cosmetic look of it. Um, they are durable for, say, 50 years. Um, but again, the technology on the asphalt shingles with the fiberglass has really allowed them to last, um, you know, as long as a steel roof. So it's really kind of personal preference. But value-wise, the, the laminate fiberglass, biggest bang for your buck. Well, it sounds as though one of the things we want to do is uh, do a little research. Um, you mentioned getting three quotes. Uh, is that fairly standard and, and is that expected by a contractor like yourself that you're, you are one of three quotes that are going in? Yeah, and, and please know, Jim, I mean, when we quote, uh, we want to make sure it's the right product for the, for the house. We're never the lowest. We're not the highest. We're typically in the middle, but what we sell is our reputation. Uh, we have a 100% customer track record for a customer satisfaction, and, and you can see that on the BBB website. Um, but in the end, it's making sure that that roof, that company has explained to you everything from the basics, explain what material they're doing, and then you make that decision. And again, we're all, you know, we're all uh, have different pricing based on, you know, what we have to pay for running a business, right? So, and you would take into consideration what my budget is and, Absolutely, and what yeah. you recommend as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, a lot of people have a plumber, a, a furnished repair company. You mentioned the three things that we need uh, handy just in case they need it, but not many people have the number of a roofing company handy just in case they have a leak. Uh, so besides recommending that we choose Himalaya Roofing and Renovations and put them on the list, uh, what are some of the considerations the homeowner should make when they're choosing that roofing company to deal with? I mean, uh, talking with friends and family, I mean, they've all probably had a good or bad experience. So talk to your friends and family about um, what roofer they used and what was their experience, but uh, as well as make sure you, you go on the BBB website and, and check the roofing companies there and what people have said. Um, that's a vital tool for any consumer. Make sure you ask the questions. Do their employees have fall arrest training? Is the company have general liability insurance in case something happens? Um, and always make sure that, um, you know, the crews are going to be working in a safe manner because it's, it is a dangerous industry, but you want to make sure that you have the right company covering your home and protecting its employees. Wojtek, thank you very much for being a part of the program today and for giving us uh, some insight into things we should know when it comes to uh, a roof on our house or a roof over our head. Pleasure, Jim. Thank you, Linda. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Wojtek Michalczuk of Himalaya Roofing and Renovations. And when we return, we'll be joined by Ashley Castleman to talk about buying tickets to football games now that the season is here with us. Welcome back to Ask BBB. Well, fall is in the air a little bit now, and that means football season not far away. And that means scammers are targeting fans. We have BBB's communications manager, Ashley Castleman, to help us Avoid those pesky scammers. Welcome to the program, Ashley. Good morning. So recently, a Seahawks fan lost more than $1,000 after paying someone online for season tickets he never received. BBB wants to alert other NFL or some college football fans to watch out for phony tickets sold online. Ashley, how does this scam usually work? Well, it's common for people to look online for uh, tickets to games, especially for playoff or season tickets. Those are harder to get uh, tickets, basically. Uh, But this is where scammers will find you. Um, It tends to be you contact a seller who claims to have tickets available for a good price, um, especially if it's a sold-out game. 
um, the seller requests either a check or a wire transfer for the tickets. And then after the seller receives the money, they cease communication with you, uh, leaving you uh, ticketless and scammed out of thousands or hundreds of dollars. And does the victim know that they're a victim right away? Unfortunately not. Um, A lot of the time, people don't realize they've been scammed until they're at the gate and they're turned away because Mm -hmm. they have uh, fake tickets or the they might have uh, sold the same ticket to uh, dozens of people. <laughs> Are there ways uh, to other ways to be scammed for football tickets? Yes, uh, scammers use every trick in the game book to fool you. Uh, some other common football uh, ticket scams um, include price gouging, uh, ticket scalping, and scammers who use bots to buy thousands of tickets and resell them at inflated pl- uh, prices, which you see a lot with uh, musical con- concerts. But it also works uh, with football tickets too. Mm. So what should we be doing before we look for tickets online? Well, no matter what team you cheer for, uh, fans are advised to follow this advice when searching for football tickets online. First, research the seller. Uh, Before deciding to purchase tickets on other sites, be sure to look up the seller on our website, bbb.org. Uh, Look for secure legal sites for secondhand purchases. These sites will guarantee uh, their consumers and sellers uh, that there's a secure transaction. And a lot of the time, they'll guarantee um, that it's a ticket as well. Okay. So what about payment? What's the safest way to make a payment if you do purchase online? Well, online, I would suggest uh, paying by credit card. Many credit card providers have fraud measures uh, where they'll reimburse you for any fraudulent or scam activity on your card. Uh, This will also give you a paper trail of the seller and the transaction uh, if something does go wrong, whereas debit cards, wire transfers, and cash transfers are very risky. Um, If the tickets are fraudulent, uh, you won't be able to get your money back. Once you wire them that money, it's gone. Should we believe lowest price available advertisements? Uh, We'll always be wary of advertisements that are too good to be true. Uh, when you search online for uh, tickets, advertisements for cheap tickets will often come up, especially if you're searching on Google for cheap tickets for whatever team. Um, and you'll see advertisements pop up for it. Use your good judgment. Some of these ads are going to be scams, especially if the prices are too too good to be true. Usually if it's too good to be true, that's because it is. That's a pretty good motto to keep yes. in the back <laughs> of your pocket, isn't it? Is there a way to verify our tickets before we go to the game? Well, in London here, a lot of people will have to travel several hours uh, to see a game, whether it's in New York State, Michigan, or Ohio, mm-hmm. um, or even further in Pennsylvania. Um, if you're unsure of the validity of your tickets, uh, verify the tickets before you go. Uh, Call uh, the arena where the game will be held and see if you can verify the ticket by sending them a picture of it. Or if you're already in uh, the area, present your ticket uh, to the will call or customer service and they can verify if the ticket is legitimate. So what is the difference in sources for buying tickets? You're always going to going to want to consider your source. Know the difference between a professional ticket uh, broker, uh, which is a legitimate accredited reseller, a ticket scalper, which is unregulated, unlicensed. You might find them on the street um, outside the game uh, and a scammer selling fraudulent tickets online. Um, A professional broker are usually always licensed um, and they offer a guarantee where a scammer uses online classified sites such as Kijiji or Craigslist to target their victims. So if we do use a site like Kijiji, um, should we be really cautious about our 
safety or whether or not we're being scammed then? Uh, of course, um, especially if you're meeting them in person. Always be a- aware of your surrounding uh, when you're meeting unfamiliar people. Um, the seller knows you might be carrying a large sum of money, especially since some of these tickets go for over $1,000. Uh, so it's an easy way to be targeted uh, for a robbery. Uh, many city police departments offer uh, what's called a safe selling space. Uh, so contact your lo- local police, such as Lund Police Services, uh, to see if they offer this. And if they do, uh, use it. Um, ask to meet the seller there. That way, you know you're going to a secure site. And uh, if if you don't have that secure site, then arranging to meet uh, somewhere like a Tim Hortons or or a place like that where there are lots of people around, that's part of the advice that Kijiji give all the time. Yes, anyway. exactly. Um, I helped my friend uh, who bought tickets online for a Detroit game, and she brought me along just to be safe. And we just met at, at a Tim Hortons place just to be sure it's a secure and safe uh, setting. So always, always uh, err on the side of caution. Yes. So you can actually successfully yes, purchase <laughs> tickets online. Yes, they're legitimate tickets when she, she bought them. You just have to use a little bit of caution. <laughs> well, Ashley, thanks very much for uh, these tips today. Ashley Castleman is communications manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario and is also the producer of Ask BBB. And that's Ask BBB for this time around. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBP Western Aunt. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.